bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. Fasting does not serve the purpose of making you lose weight. Yes, you will lose weight, but that's not the reward. That's not the benefit. There is a health benefit, but that's not why we fast. If you want a health benefit, go on a diet at another time. But if we are fasting, it is unto the Lord. And we have to get it right. Although we may gain a physical benefit from it, the real focus is this is a spiritual service. This is a spiritual sacrifice as unto God. Because if we don't get it right, then our whole motive will be wrong. And when our whole motive is wrong, it doesn't meet God's standard and you don't get any reward. So I appreciate your desire to be healthy. And I know you will be healthy because fasting by itself will make you healthy. But that is not the reason why we fast. If you want that, go on a diet. But we fast. This is a spiritual exercise. It may have a physical benefit, but it is primarily a spiritual exercise. So don't go through the, the, the 40 days of power checking your weight. See now, have I lost any weight? Have, am I getting better? If you wanted to do that, do it earlier on. But this is a spiritual worship. This is very important to me because Jesus says, God who sees in secret will reward you openly. For God to reward you openly, you must do something that meets his approval. It is unto the Lord. It is not unto weight lost. We fast to connect with God on a deeper level. We fast to connect with God on a deeper level. So I'll give you a few benefits, uh, about five of them, and then I would end up with giving you some practical instructions on what to do and what not to do. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2 to 4, shows us that in a time of fasting, we hear better from God. We hear better from God. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2 to 4. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they were in Hazazon Tama, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. When we fast, we fast so that we can hear from God. We can receive help from God. We can have an assistance from God. And may God help you. And may God speak to you. And may God's voice be clear to you as it was to the people of Judah under the king Jehoshaphat. May the Lord speak to you in these times and may the voice of the Lord come to your rescue. Second benefit, to intercede in prayer. To intercede in prayer. When we say we intercede in prayer, it means that we are joined together and praying for something 
to be turned around, which may not directly be to our benefit. In other words, uh, most intercession favors somebody else. We may not be in danger. Somebody's in danger. And in fasting, we can pray and God will turn the situation around to intercede in prayer. And the example is Esther. In Exodus chapter 4, uh, from verse 15 to 16, most of you are familiar with the story of Esther, who was in the king's palace. She was a queen, and her people were threatened. She wasn't threatened, but her people were threatened, and she went into prayer and fasting for God to turn the situation around. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I'll go to the king which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Esther said, pray for me. Pray for me. I'm about to uh, go and make a request. It's a difficult request. It may cost me my life, but pray for me. Intercede for me. So here we see that when we fast and pray, we are able to intercede for other people. We are able to pray for other people uh, and God brings help to them. And so Esther requested fasting and prayer as intercessory prayer for her to go and make her request. And if you know the story, she was very successful in making the request. Thirdly, Fasting can be an act of repentance, an act of repentance. In Joel chapter 2, verse 12 to 13, it says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, to rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. There are times that a nation or a church or a group proclaim a fast because they want to get back to God. They want to rekindle their love for God. They want to return to God. And they want to affirm God again. And fasting is one public way of affirming God or returning to the Lord or making the Lord known in our lives. And so many times... In the Old Testament, you find that when people want to show that they have gotten back to God, they will fast. Now, get this straight, that fasting doesn't earn you forgiveness. In the New Testament, we receive forgiveness through the work of Jesus Christ, through his shed blood. And when you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you. But when we fast, we are saying publicly, our heart is now towards God. God is priority for us. God is number one for us. It's a way of return. And the word repent does not necessarily mean to be sorry for your sins. It includes it, but repent means to turn around, to return, to make an about turn. And when we fast, we are making an about turn. And for many of us this year, uh, we have tried our lives, we have lived our lives, but we are telling God we are making a return to you. You are priority in our lives. Number four, it's for spiritual empowerment. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. 
This is Jesus after his fasting. Chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 talks about the fasting. But verse 4 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So when we fast, God empowers us. And may the power of the Lord rest upon you during these 40 days of power. And fasting can be a, a worship before God. A worship before God. Luke chapter 2, verse 3, 36, 37. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers day and night. She served God with fasting and prayer. So fasting can be a way of worship to God. It's a service to God. It's just like when we lift up hands in service and we praise God and we sing and we adore him. We are worshiping God. When we give an offering, we are worshiping God. And when we fast also, we are worshiping God. She served God or she worshiped God with fasting. So when we say 40 days of power, we are praying and we are fasting. We are worshiping God. We are declaring he's number one in our lives. We are returning our hearts to the Lord. We are receiving spiritual empowerment. Our spirits have been open to hear from God. And we are interceding for a turnaround in the circumstances of our lives. So, methods of fasting. There are different ways of fasting and in these 40 days of power, just to get everybody right and on the same page, we are not fasting continuously for 40 days. We are doing daily fasting for 40 days. That means that each day when you start the fast, you're going to break it. And then you start it the next day and break it at the end of the day and start it the next day and break it at the end of the day. In other words, you are not doing one long 40-day fast. It's possible, but that's not what we are doing. Now, for a lot of people, uh, fasting can be very harsh on them because they are not used to it. And some people have health reasons why they may not have to fast. So my first statement is seek your doctor's advice if you have any health challenge. If you are managing diabetes, please talk to your doctor. If you're managing a stomach issue that requires that a certain special meal, seek your doctor's advice. It's critical that you do that. It's critical that you do that. So please seek your doctor's advice. If you have any medical concerns to ask, I'm going to start uh, a prolonged fast with my church. Is it advisable to do it? And listen to what they tell you to do. Now, if you don't have any health challenge and you're starting a fast, 
start slowly. If you haven't done it, some of us do it every year, so we don't have too much problem. But if you haven't done it, this is the first time, start slowly. And when I say start slowly, you may start by losing one meal. So you may decide, uh, you get up in the morning, you will not eat breakfast. That means that by 12 o'clock, you will eat a meal. So that starts slowly. Then you do that probably for a week. And then the next week you decide, okay, I could do it uh, the first time uh, by missing breakfast. Next time you miss two meals um, and, and so on and so forth. So you manage it well. Drink liquid. If you listen to the account of Jesus, after his fast he was hungry. He was not thirsty because Jesus' fast required drinking water. So drink water. As much water as possible. If you drink, can drink them in gallons, hydrate yourself. If you want to take something a little bit more, maybe a green tea, don't sweeten it, just a green tea, you could do that. Uh, if you're not too sure of yourself, you want to take something else like a small fruit juice, you could do that. But hydrate, hydrate appropriately with water. But different people have health needs and we're not going to be uh, too hard on, on you. When you resume your fast, that is at the time you are breaking. Most of the people will break in the evening. They start uh, and break in the evening uh, after six o'clock. Don't accumulate all the food you put aside and uh, do justice to them. That, that, that is not fasting. That is deferred eating. And, and so what you didn't eat, you didn't eat. Don't, don't put it aside to eat it later. So when you're breaking your fast, please don't accumulate breakfast, lunch, dinner, and, 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 and mash it all together. Uh, please break it very easy. Take something very, very soft. Because if you eat very heavy after every fast, the next day becomes hard again. But if you start eating very light meals, maybe some vegetables, some soup, and not, I don't mean soup like Ghanaian stock soup, I'm, I mean broth, and not soup like a lot of stuff in it, uh, but a broth or some, some light something, if you start doing that way, you find the next day it's easier to fast because your body is now learning a new habit of managing its intake of food. So. When you're breaking, please don't do hard, kinky, no sir. Now, sometimes people ask, um, so what about if I'm, I'm fasting and, and then, you know, I forget myself and then I put some food in my mouth. I will say that eat it, swallow it and continue fasting. You haven't spoiled the fast. You forgot and you put this food in your mouth. Maybe, you know, you're, you're just there. You, you saw some granites and they smell nice to you because when you're fasting, every food smells nice. So you took the granites, put them in your mouth and say, oh, I'm fasting. Just eat what is in your mouth. Don't add more to it. Eat what is in your mouth. Finish it. Swallow it and continue. Don't say, oh, I've, I've spoiled it. So now you go and hammer a lot of food on top. So please, Sometimes we forget ourselves and, and it happens to all of us. You put something in your mouth. You say, oh, I shouldn't have. Just move on. God is not going to mark you down 
as you didn't fast. He's looking at your heart and the intent of your heart more than your stomach, really, is the intent of your heart. So don't be too legalistic about it. Um, some people ask, can I chew gum? Well, if you want to. Uh, can I, if I brush my teeth with uh, toothpaste, have I broken my fast? Well, one thing I'm going to tell you, if you're fasting, you have to brush your teeth. You have to brush your teeth because, you know, all kinds of things can happen. So brush your teeth, keep your mouth fresh, and keep your body fresh. Have your bath. Jesus says, oil yourself. Uh, because over time, especially when we are doing 40 days, by the time you hit 20, 30 days, you find that your body is beginning to dry up a little bit. So you need to lubricate well so that you look fresh to people. And that's what Jesus Christ said. And when you fast, expect results. Now, during the 40 days of power, there will be corporate prayer. That is prayer topics we are all praying all over the world. We're praying the same prayers mostly at the same hours of prayer because every hour there is a prayer and we're praying all of that together but you also have personal prayers that you have to pray for yourself and then there are prayers we pray as a family uh, as group and so and so forth let's do this as unto the Lord because I believe in the next 40 days we're going to shift the story of our planet earth Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.